Welcome to Not a Novice, a time of refreshing and upliftment through the unfailing Word of God with Bishop Victor Collins of Sabre. Bishop Collins is the Bishop of the Good Shepherd Church, a dynamic church located in Canal No. 2 Polder, West Bank Demerara, with branches all over Guyana. Now, here is the message. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is to come your way again uh, with another um, edition, another episode of uh, Not a Novice. This is a church, and um, I believe that you who are tuning this afternoon, you are a member of the church. Amen. Say to yourself, you are a member of Not a Novice Church. It's a church cry. Hallelujah. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, speak to our hearts like never before. Thank you for a new year. Thank you for a blessed year, a prosperous year, a fulfilling year, a fruitful year, a year that many dreams, many of our dreams will come to pass. We'd we'll be grateful, oh Lord, if at the end of this year, uh, many of our dreams will have come to pass and not all. We we'll still love you, we we'll still appreciate you, and we we'll still walk with you. Thank you for the hearers, and thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we started last week about wasting opportunities. Wasting opportunities. Um, I believe that is a new year. And in a new year, it's also very important to take advantage of the opportunities that come our way. And we have, you know... um, Something may not have gone well for you last year. Uh, but this year, you want to say, you know what? I want to uh, do it better. I want to do better. I'm sure God loves us so much, isn't it? And um, he gives us opportunities throughout the year. Opportunities throughout the year. And um, every day, every day, every uh, week, every month, um, God gives us opportunities. Uh, one thing that I, I know, one thing that I understand is opportunities that we don't even see. What is an opportunity? Oppor- an opportunity is a favorable uh, time. If, if, if it's time, it's, it's, it's a favorable time. Opportunity is a favorable time. Are you with me? It's a favorable uh, time or occasion or some circumstances that are favorable, that presents itself to you. And I believe that God, in his love for us, gives us opportunities, gives us favorable times. Now, a time when you are healthy is a favorable time. A time where you are strong is a favorable time. A time where you are uh, alive, and you are happy, it's a favorable time. Do you get it? A time that you get to be in the church, to be in the house of the Lord, it's a favorable time. Because you only have to um, wait for a disaster to happen. You only have to wait for uh, an earthquake, a war. Is it, so for example, as you know, um, we had a, the, I think the heat is, is off when we had um, this border controversy. I mean, the whole country was on alert, uh, heightened alert. It was all over. Uh, people, were, people, were, people were very concerned 
you know, people if you want to, some people were advising that you should, you know, buy and, and, and save and hoard, buy rice, buy this, that, because, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen. Now, it, 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 opportunity, when there is nothing like that, we, we don't do anything. You see, so for example, somebody will buy rice and keep if there's going to be a war. But if there's no war, you will not buy rice and keep. You, you will not budget. You will not think ahead. You will not reason. You will not plan. Because you think tomorrow, you will get the same thing. You think that next week is going to be the same way. And so, for 2024, I believe that God is talking to us as people who listen to him through this, this, this uh, uh, medium, this service, that we should take advantage of opportunities. We shouldn't waste opportunities. If there is war, if there's an earthquake, if there's a tornado, if there's a tsunami, you'd be very surprised how our lives will change. Our lives will change. Our lives will change. You know, I, I, I live in a particular part of the, of the country, uh, in Region 4. And um, where I live, I, um, I, I experience sand trucks. They use, they pass the road where I live. And anytime um, they pass there, I feel my house shake. My house shakes whenever the sand trucks pass in front of my house. At any time I experience it, I ask myself, hey, so what's going to happen if this continues for a long time? Who, who, who am I supposed to speak to about this? So, so please, if you, if you know uh, the person I have to speak to about this, please, you know, call me and let me know. It, 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 it's like, am I going to sit down and wait for, God forbid, the house to crumble and tumble down? Before an action is made, I'm, I'm always concerned. I just don't know where to go and who to talk to. But, but it's, it's of utmost concern that a car passes in front of your house, your house shakes. Hey! <laughs> it's an occasion to, to, to do something, to take a decision, to, to put something in place. That is why, even in our lives, the roads that we have, there are places with stoplights, traffic lights, pedestrian crossing, uh, speed bumps, all of that, it is, it, is, it is an opportunity to slow down uh, uh, drivers to, to keep people safe. You don't want people to die before, you know, think, oh, people are now dying, so what, what are we going to do? You, you plan, you do things. And so 2024 must be a year of opportunities that we will not waste. Because like I told you, uh, Jesus said in the book of Revelation that I am I'm the one who holds the key of David. I open a door and nobody can shut. And I shut a door and nobody can open. It is Jesus who gives us opportunities. And if Jesus is giving us opportunities, you don't want to miss the opportunity. You don't want to close the door that Jesus has opened to you. You don't want to misuse it. You want to take advantage of it because that opportunity is going to take you further and it's going to take you up. When the Bible says that you are the head and not the tail and you, you are up and not below, to be up, you need something to stand on to be up. We know that in Jesus, we, we, we reign with Jesus and we are high. But it is opportunities that come our way that makes us, if we see it and we take advantage of it, it, it keeps us on a higher, higher platform. We are going up. You can't go up. You know there's a song like that. We are going up. We are going up. Something. Because you, you know the song. 
We're going up together. Something, something. In the name of the Lord. You can't go up if you don't take advantage of the opportunities God brings you. If you waste them, you can't go up. If you waste them, you can't climb. If you waste them, you can't move forward. You'll be at the same place come 31st December 2024. And so, we are looking at the story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15 and verse 11. The Bible says that then he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he, he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there, somebody says, and there, and there wasted his substance, wasted his substance, wasted his estate with riotous living. The Bible says he wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. When you misuse, when you waste the opportunities God gives us, you will be in want. As when you waste opportunities God gives us, you will be in want. And you don't want to be in want. And so you don't have to waste opportunities. And because of this prodigal son behavior, we are looking at the things that we waste as, as well as the things that the prodigal son wasted. The first thing he's, he wasted, and I'm giving you five. The first thing he wasted was the opportunity to benefit from the advice his father gave him. Advice. Advice is something that is useful if you get the opportunity to be advised. Advised. There are, there are people who are employed, you know, in different functions as advisors. Sometimes you have uh, presidents have advices. Uh, sometimes uh, ministers have advices. Uh, you have, you know, different people in different capacities who have advices. It, it is very important to have advice. The Bible says that in the multitude of advice, there is safety. The Bible uses the word counsel. Counsel. In the multitude of counseling, there is safety. Counsel is the same word as advice. And so, if you're going to get married, you need advice. I said, it's not enough to fall in love. Falling in love is dangerous because you can lose your head when you fall. Isn't it? So, falling in love, you need advice. It's not just, it's not just feelings. Marriage is not just feelings. Oh, I love him. Oh, I love her. Oh, he's the love of my life. Oh, he's my pumpkin. It's my kalaloo. It's my ketchup. It's my mustard. It's my this. It's not just feelings alone. You need advice. I'm telling you, some of the advices, and, and if you need advice, you can call me in your marriage, okay? Um, if you're a member of our church, not a novice church. But it's not, just, it's, it's not just feelings because some of the things that sometimes people don't understand. For example, a man going to marry a woman must understand that you are marrying a woman. Isn't it? You're marrying a woman. And if you go and marry a woman, a woman is a woman. There are things that a woman does that if you are not used to it, you can get vexed, or you can get discouraged, or you can get bored. There are things that happen like that. So, 
it's not just falling in love, but you have to understand that a woman is a woman. A woman is emotional. A woman is territorial. When we say a woman is territorial, it means that a woman marks, demarcates her territory. Nobody comes into that territory. You, you have to understand that. Sometimes when you marry a woman, they don't want any, any other woman to come around you, whether, whether innocent or not innocent. It's, you have to understand these things. It's not now that when you go and marry, they say, okay, what happened to you? You have an obsession or you want to possess me, you want to control me. No, no, some people, you need to, you need to by advice, understand how people are. You get it? Sometimes you marry, people don't understand that if you marry somebody, if you have a higher level of education and you marry somebody with a lower level of education, that it, it can affect your marriage. It can. Education, disparity or, or unequal educational levels in a marriage, it affects you. It affects you because one is educated high, one is a school dropout, primary school. Uh, can you imagine you have your master's and then uh, you work in a fancy place? Nah? And then you go and um, they, they say staff party. And then you, the graduate to the master's, you take your, or your whatever, who just didn't even finish primary school. I mean, when you go and your scholar friends are engaging him in a conversation, what is he going to talk about or what is she going to talk about? You, you even embarrass your, your, your spouse. And they may easily not go to a staff party with you again because when they go there, it's all them highty-tighty people, everything they talk about. It, it can even be a quarrel. It can even be a problem. The problem is that you only use your feelings to marry the person. You did not consider educational levels. You understand? So the prodigal son here wasted his father's advice. And I don't know who you are and I don't know where you're listening to me from. If you're listening to me from wherever... Um, What's the, the, the gentleman here for Ashalton? Let's find out the name. All those beautiful people from Ashalton, Region 9. Uh, Miss Wilma, Miss Wilma from Mabaruma. All them fancy people. Miss Wilma, right? From Mabaruma. All of you, members of this beautiful church. Um, God bless you. And um, I pray that this year opportunities will not pass you by. And so, and so. The prodigals are wasted advice. And, and God is saying, don't waste advice this year. Don't be somebody who doesn't take advice. Young people, sometimes young people don't take advice because in their delusion and in their deception, they think they are right. My fellow in the ministry, Bishop Daggold Mills, taught me something. He said there's something called current state delusion. Current state delusion. It means that you are always deluded at your current state. Any state that you are at. If you are 20 years old, you, you have a delusion at 20 years old. Because when you are 20, you think you know things, but until you get to 25, you realize that what you knew at 20 is not the same as 25. It's, it's, it's a CSD, current state delusion. And so advice is very, very critical in your life. May you, may you pay attention to the advice you get this year. Or I say, may you pay attention to advice you receive this year. May you not scorn. May you not brush off. May you not make a, 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 a rubbish of advice. Advice that you get this year. Somebody say amen. The second thing I believe um, we can also learn from the prodigals and what he wasted. Because the Bible said that and he, uh, he took his journey to a far country 
and uh, 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 what? And wasted his substance with riotous living. So the second point out of the five, five points I want to give you is that he wasted an opportunity to be great. The prodigal son wasted an opportunity to be great. Isn't it? Because if you have a loving father who has so much, I mean, the man was successful. He was managing his estate. He was managing his property. And um, it's out of that that the prodigal son even had something to take a move out. But if he had waited, if he had waited, the father would have even maybe doubled what he gave to him at the time he requested for it. He probably would have doubled it with his wisdom and his experience by the time he was dying. Which means that what he took at the time that he, he took whatever from his father, it was less. It was less than what he could have gotten. He wasted an opportunity to be great. Because in his father's, under his father's wings, he, he, he inherited things that he himself never worked for. He didn't do anything about it. So you see that sometimes, you see children, they, instead of staying with your parents, you see uh, young ministers, uh, leaders, elders of the church, instead of staying with your senior pastor and working with him and flowing with him and learning to do ministry better until the time that you are ready, people just take off. People just take off. Starting a church or going into ministry is not by feelings. I said, it's not by feelings. Hallelujah. I was listening to a man of God who had gone into uh, the anniversary celebration of a church. And he was telling the church about some of the things that the, their pastor, he, know, he, he knows that, he knows the pastor since they were, they were young Christians. And he was telling the church some of the stories that they may not know. And in fact, he, one of the things that I heard him say was that the pastor who he was preaching for for the anniversary, when he wanted to start a church, he went to see some senior pastors in town. And they told him that, no, you can't start a church. Until after two years. So he says that your pastor didn't say anything. He went underground. He was just moving around normally for two years. Then after the two years, he went back to the seniors. And he said, now you can start. But don't start in the city. Don't go somewhere else and start. And now you should see the church. And this pastor was preaching at this, you know, this pastor who was saying this was preaching at this, this his pastor's friend's anniversary. And he was telling the church about what their pastor has gone through to be where he is today and why they should respect and honor him. I mean, how many of us, if you tell your senior pastor you want to start a church and he tells you no after two years, will you listen to him? You say, God spoke to you. <laughs> it is amazing how people say, God spoke to me. Hey, it's God your neighbor. Does God live next door to you? Do you think it's easy to hear from God? You are just following your whims and your caprices. You are just following your feelings. You are just following something that is not, that has any strong foundation. God spoke to you? God, are you sure God spoke to you? So, so there, there, there's an opportunity to be great that the prodigal son, he wasted. He wasted it. He wasted it. That's why when he acquired his estate, <laughs> he, he couldn't build up on it. He could not build up on it. I remember one day a gentleman came to our church. Um, when you look at him, you know, you see that he's, 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 he's struggling, he's punishing. And um, um, in, in getting to know him, he told me that uh, a couple of years ago, 
he won the lottery, $1 million. Uh, this is about eight years ago. I mean, one million now can still do something. One million eight years ago. Ah, um, even now you can buy, if you get a, some land somewhere, you can buy a land for one million, 1.2, 1.5. sure there, there, there are uh, lands like that. So can you imagine eight, seven, eight years ago what this man could have done with one million? But you should see him today. He, he walks around like a, a homeless guy. No stability. Nothing. Because when he got the one million dollars, he could not develop it to be great. You see, so when you see people who are rich, people who have accomplished things, they have things that has made them develop the opportunities that come their way. Many of us here on earth get, go, get opportunities. Many of us here on earth get favorable times. We receive favorable times. Times of refreshing comes away. But because we don't have the ability to take it to another level, we don't have the ability to take it to another level, greatness eludes us. So if this prodigal son with all his mouth, I say with this prodigal son with all his mouth, and I hope you, you are not uh, somebody with full of mouth, and not somebody who can make things happen. With full of mouth, he told his father to execute his will before the end of, of his life. And then he took what his father gave him, and he went out there. He could not take it to the next level. This reminds me of some of the people that, are, that I've, I've, I've been, uh, who have been privileged to work with me. Not I have been privileged with them. They have been privileged to work with me as their pastor. I raised them. I trained them. They got saved in the church. And, and today, they, they like the prodigal son. They beat out. They go out there. They want to go and explore what is out there. You should go and see them. They have not become great. If only they had stayed in the house. If only they had continued to be guided and to be guarded by the Father, greatness would have been their portion. You see them around. You should see them around. Nobody knows that they were once people who could preach. Nobody knows that they were people who could gather people. Now all of that, what, what, what is the use of it? They're just now normal people walking around in a, in, a, in a society doing nothing. Just like the prodigal son. I'm talking to you in 2024. Don't waste your opportunity to be great. Sometimes you just have to stay in a place for a little longer. Are you with me? You just sometimes have to stay in a place for just a little longer. Just a little longer. Just a little, just a little longer. Just a little longer. You get it? The fact that you get $1 million doesn't mean that you should stop working. The fact that you get $2 million doesn't mean that you should stop working. You should take your time. Work. Put up, put up the $2 million And think about what to do. And do something with it. Something very lucrative. And, and you build it. You build it. You build it. And, and, and you get to a point where you see that the future looks bright. Then you resign from your work. Do not waste your opportunity to be great this year. And your opportunity to be great, most of the time, is connected to somebody who God has placed over your life. Which many of us don't like. Which many of us don't want. That you're a woman, a man marries you. 
and then your opportunity to be great depends on your on, on your relationship or your marriage. But you don't have the you don't have the patience. You are fighting this man all the time. Every day is trouble. Every day is this. No, you are wasting your opportunity to be great because it is the name you take from a man that sometimes takes you to places. It's true. If if you if Jesus had married you, if you were Mrs. Christ, you know how great you'd have been. You know how great you'd have been if you were Mrs. Christ. Ah, think about it. So so, do not waste your opportunity to be great. And I feel that already this few days that we have in this month, uh, in this year, I feel like some people have wasted opportunities already. But I, I'm praying for you that God will keep your 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 head straight. And that your focus will be kept on the, on the important thing of making sure that you don't rush into doing things. That if you are under somebody, you are under somewhere, that you stay, that you remain and, and save your time. Save, let the fullness of your time be accomplished. And I believe that God will make you great. All right? You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to pray with you. But before that, Father, thank you for everyone who tuned in this, this afternoon. I pray that opportunities will be clear to them. Give them eyes to see opportunities. Give them the wisdom to discover, wisdom to identify opportunities so they will be great through advice and through the resources that, Lord, you have in store for us. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. I mean, you're not saved, you're not born again. You want to say, Bishop, please pray with me. I'm going to give my life to Jesus Christ. Say this prayer after me. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus lived, he died, and he rose again on the third day. I open my heart and I receive Jesus to be my Lord and my personal Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer, call us. Right? Call us, 691-5301. Call us on that number. And we'll pray with you again. We'll show you how to start this walk with Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, I want to invite you and encourage you to join us at the Good Shepherd Church um, physically. Physically, every Sunday morning at 8 or at 10 o'clock in Canal number 2, Polder. All right. So give, us, give an offering. Um, this year, I, I'm, I'm trusting God that you'll be a, a faithful tither. You'll even add tithe because this is a church and you listen to us all the time that you pay your tithe also. Your tithe is a tenth of your increase. Anytime God blesses you with money, a tenth of it goes to him. So I want you to tithe into this uh, ministry as well. Call the number that I announced I will give you. I believe your life will never be the same again. But our MMG number is 6147909. Um, send us your offering. 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 10,000. Give it. Father, thank you for everyone who is giving this afternoon. I pray that the blessings of the Lord that make it rich will be their portion. In Jesus' name, amen. So give your offering. I'm waiting for you to give your offering. MMG, 6147909. If you don't have MMG, you want to pay your tithe, you want to give an offering, call that number also. Uh, the young lady who will answer the, the phone will show you how to uh, um, direct your money into the ministry. 6147909. God bless you. Don't waste opportunities this year. Amen. Are you ready for a life-changing experience? Attend the Art of Ministry Conference 2024 with Bishop Victor Collins Asabra. If you are a pastor, church worker, or a serious Christian, and you desire to deepen your understanding of the ministry, don't miss this conference. Happening live from February 22nd to the 24th, 2024 
at the West Bank Cathedral, Canal No. 2 Polder, West Bank, Demerara, Guyana. Be sure to save the date. Register today. Call or WhatsApp us at 592-614-7909 or 592-683-0821. We can't wait to see you there. We hope you have been blessed by this message. For more information on the ministry of Bishop Collins, please call 592-691-5301 or 592-628-2227 or email us on notanoviceservice at gmail.com. God richly bless your day.